Hi everyone, my name is Chris Posty Posterson. Usually I'm behind the scenes editing the Sleep With Me podcast with Drew. However, every once in a while he asks me to take a show that we've already aired and enhance it to make a special edition episode. Um, and we release those as a big thank you to all of those of you who are supporting the show on Patreon. If you are supporting it, once again, thank you so much for helping us to do this. And if you're not yet and you get value out of the show, you can go to sleepingthepodcast.com slash patron and you can help support the show and help some folks get to sleep. And we'll keep making these special editions as a big thank you. Okay, here we go. Hi, are you up all night tossing, turning, trouble giving, getting... <laughs> Trouble getting to sleep, trouble falling asleep? Well, welcome. I'm Chris Posty Posterson, not the regular host of this show. Uh, Scoots is probably going to do a better job of that intro. But I'm here for now, and we have a special edition episode. Thank you very much for tuning in. Tonight, our special edition is something that I used to do as a kid. I'm sure a lot of you also did this. When you were on a long road trip, You would, uh, if you had the back seat to yourself, your brother or your sister or cousin wasn't in the back seat you'd just sort of curl up still in your seatbelt i'm sure and put your ear to the seat and listen to the rumble of the tires on the pavement or the engine um and fall asleep and i always thought that that was a really nice sound so tonight what we're going to do is a few episodes back when um scoots was solving the candy conspiracy he mentioned near the end of the episode that he had an 11 hour drive to texas I think it was Texas. So for tonight's special edition episode, I've put you in the car with Scoots uh, on an 11-hour drive. It's a rainy, early, early morning. You'll stop a few times. You'll pull over once in a while. You'll hear Scoots talking on the AM radio. And there's a few issues with the AM radio because it seems to pick up some other signals. Just listen. You'll hear it. And uh, hopefully... All of those sounds can combine into something that will put you to sleep. Thanks again for supporting the show. Good night. I was thinking about, well, geez, we could talk about because I was talking about that emotional toolbox stuff. But then I was like, oh, you know what we haven't... Was it a year ago that we had a visit from Pop and the Mop? And that was one of my favorite two episodes. It was an episode about this man, Pop, an old man, and it was a, it was a story involving, it was one of the stories I happened to get involved in. Because I just happened to be on this drive, and I went into this candy, or this, uh, what is it called, like an IGA, a small town supermarket, or not even a supermarket, a market, I guess, yeah, independent grocers association style. Maybe even a little smaller than that, and uh, he was in there, and it, we just—I just happened to get there on the eve of the Great Candy War, and then it ended up Pop was—I uh, don't know—he had a, I haven't re-listened to the episodes in a while, so I don't quite know the mythology. <laughs> oh boy, they walked right into this one, Scoots. And it's like I was disqualified from telling my own story with my own characters because I don't know 
But hey, he said, man, I missed that pop and mop. And then I was thinking that, uh, I remember at the height of the cave, like at the height of our adventure, we had a choice, Bob and I. We could go deeper into the earth. There was a mysterious path down past this steampunk dragon, which me and Pop outsmarted. And we were trying to, I think Pop was trying to prevent the Great Candy War, and I was trying to help him. Uh, so at the time we were, and we were trying to outrun, like, I think like, uh, we call those, uh, I guess soldiers for the, one of the candy corporations. Uh, this candy war I think was women versus seas. Uh, but I think it was like this, as I later would discover it, like it was a sign of a much broader problem. because uh, it was after those two things in this candy war and the press cover of and the fact that I didn't even realize that the candy companies had weaponized themselves. But it all seemed to make sense. And then, so then I got into this whole um, blogging thing, you know, uh, candy conspiracy blogging. And I had a band name, uh, Ultra 7, that was my band name, which uh, popped at night. So he said, what's the first step? What's a blog? And I said, Bob, it's uh, like an internet... Uh, newspaper without the journal, journalists or the newspaper. It's like, uh, remember, did you ever make a newspaper when you were a kid, Bob? And he, and he said, oh, yeah, I made the grocery news. You know, my father was a grocer. My, my sister was a grocer. And he said, could it get any grocer than that? And he said, uh, I was going to make a funnier joke. But he said, my grandfather, you know, he goes, hey, I wrote the Grocer News. And he goes, yeah, write reviews of Valencia oranges versus Florida oranges. And, he, and I said, oh, geez, Bob, I said, that sounds like an episode of my podcast, uh, but, but more boring. Like, uh, Sleep With Me, Retirement Village Edition. And he said, I told you I'm not retired. Oh, because this was a sad point for Bob was that his... Uh, his grocery store, uh, because of its involvement in the cover-ups, and I mean, this thing goes from the top to the bottom, I'll tell you right now, great candy, I mean, well, we could get into it, but, uh, you know, they, they, they allowed him to keep it, because, you know, they said, he said, you know, I'll get those uh, people, you know, private property people involved, they think he, I don't know which party he meant, or which movement, but, uh, you know, and it was timely because then two su competing supermarkets also opened up nearby, and his business had already been suffering. And you know, obviously, he lost all his candy accounts. Even though I don't think he sold any women or C's candy, I think they probably thought he took sides, which he did not. And I said, "Well, who, who stayed with?" I don't know. This was one of you know when I was uh, what was it, my name, Secret Seven or whatever I was called. Uh, you know, I would always write about what I said, well, who, you know, I guess mine was more of a critic. It wasn't a candy critic flag, like, oh, this is this one has too much citrus, or this chocolate has, uh, you know, fake overtones, or, you know, this it says it's 78% cacao, but it tastes like 84, so you're really getting your money's worth. Uh, my my short-lived candy blogging career was... Uh, I mean, most of them were rejected blog topics. 
uh, like Whitman, who the hell cares? And you know, then they'd, they'd send a cease and desist or something, because I, I, I was doing all this, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself, like Bob's store had been closed. Well, he would say, you need to move, you know, he said, you, you to, I said, I'll take care of you, Bob. And he said, you know, I'm really taking care of you. And I said, I will. You know, one of those things, you know, heartfelt, it wasn't heartfelt. It, it just it gloss over this part, plug your ears. Uh, but by caring for Bob, by, you know, living rent-free, using his high-speed internet connection, Eating. I mean, we had a stock of, of uh, non-perishable goods because most of those stores just sell crap. Uh, you know, about two or three years worth of soda, and you know, we were selling, we were, selling, we were bootlegging some stuff out of his store. That was fun. We'd go down to the uh, what are those called? The uh, flea markets, and that's actually where we caught we caught on to a new case that I was trying to crack. You know. I guess I was a candy vlogger, rabble rouser. And I was wondering what, what now the, I guess this is when, when you see the the human side of adventurers. And I always say, whoa, Pop's the adventurer, not me. I'm a, I'm a sidekick, so, you know, let me just put that out there. And, uh, you know, Bob said, are you sure you didn't move in with me and start this candy blogging because you're sad about morally? And then I started to weep, you know, and then I, but this is, this is neither here nor there. I said, yeah, I'm probably mourning, of course. And then he said, he's silly, and he didn't like that, but, uh, he said, mourning, what, you don't see, and I said, okay, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm only human. Uh, but by staying with Pop, you know, and, and caring for him by, I don't know, getting on his nerves, I guess, uh, I feel like I went through, you know, he was helping me. I'll be honest, you know, I needed to help him and, and he needed to help me because he had lost his store. He was no longer a grocer. He was still gross. I would you always say that. I, I cracked a lot of good jokes, you know, I, especially at bathroom time. If I was walking down, I'd say, you're still a grocer, Bob. You're grossing me out. Uh, or, you know, just sitting around, I would look at you, made, and, you know, he had normal looking feet, but, you know, people can be sensitive about their feet. And actually, he didn't have any distinguishing features, he had pretty plain feet, but, uh, I think I felt like I could pick on his feet, because there was nothing strange about them. But I would say, can you put some socks on, you know? I said, are you still a grocer? And he said, no, I'm not a grocer, because, you know, I said, you know, they say, well, you're a grocer. You're grossering me out with those feet, you know, put some socks on, holy. And then he would say, you don't need to live here. And I would say, pretty sure I do, because they say, Bob, man, you know I can't be left to my own devices. But so we, we to raise money uh, to buy, you know, to buy other groceries uh, at the grocery store. Uh, but we would bootleg, uh, we'd sell like his old supplies uh, at the uh, flea market. Like old beer, like all, you know, everything. Because you see, he can't, he, because he lost all his licenses to sell. Uh, he, he, he did say you when he was talking about me, because he said, ever since that day you showed up at my grocery store, my life's been, and I say, an adventure, Bob. You're right, it has been. But so we would sell the beer and the wine and, and the liquor. 
because everybody likes to, you know, get, get it in, you know, I had a strategy since I had a problem, I know, like, I knew how to do it, like, we'd keep everything ice cold, and then we would show up around, like, towards the end of the day when the vendors were just, you know, where they were flush with cash, but there was still, like, two hours left, so they couldn't go get beer, and so then we'd go around selling drinks, uh, we made it, we'd crush it, you know, and no one would bother us because of pop. And for someone like me, you know, I'd stay focused at the flea market. Focused at the flea market, that's what I'd say the whole drive there. Stay focused at the flea market. Focused at the flea market. And I would say, well, if you, if you saw me unfocused at the flea market, Bob, it would be trouble, you know. I, I can't, uh... He said the flea market's like a great, uh, gray area, but it has, the, you know, it also has the, the extremes there. And, you know, I sense as someone who is like a ping pong ball between the extremes. And he said, you, he said, you said enough. He goes, yeah, don't root, stay focused at the flea market. So at the flea market, you know, so I wouldn't get in any trouble or antics, which those are mild words at a flea market. You know, if you hold it,
sack mean? Uh, things today are just a bulk. And these are the Barbies of the world in this bin here. Yes, three for a dollar. Alright, thanks so much. That was that was like the that was our most downloaded episode. I think there's a hundred vendors at the flea market. Usually we'd get four downloads, one or two of which were my own computer checking. That episode got like 17 downloads. And I kept hoping that I would get to the story, you know, but I'd never, you know, they said I don't know how to do, you know. And to be honest, this whole time, I mean, you can even hear it in my voice, me and Pop were uh, ignoring the obvious, which was that, uh, you know, deep was under, in the ground underneath this store was a cavern uh, that had to do with this great candy war and a mystery that needed to be solved. Um, but we, you know, we weren't ready to deal with that, uh, uh, or solving it, I guess. So, so we were just buying time, you know, selling things at a flea market and, you know, waiting for adventure. I guess I was waiting for less adventures that involved the cavern beneath uh, Bob's store. Uh, but then more recently, everything changed, you know, because, uh, I mean, obviously I wouldn't be recording this because I just kept on with I would have just used the material for the, uh... That was the other thing I had trouble with, like, what do you call it? Like, the, uh... The, the podcast, you know, Flea Market cast was taken. Flea Market, fantastic Flea Markets. This one didn't seem too fantastic. Fantastic Flea Market stories is too many words. Uh, fleas, I wanted to call it, uh... So then, I guess I just said that's why I didn't give any. But, but anyway, um, I was interviewing this guy, Jim. He was one of these guys that uh, he would sit over there, and he would he was always selling stuff that needed lantern batteries, and he sold lantern bat, you know, like flashlights that need those those old lantern batteries. And I said, you know, I guess those are on their way out. No, you know, the time has passed. The lantern battery by. And I said, what are, you, what are you commenting on that, Jim? And he'd say, I thought this was a... He goes, what are you, what are you what's the news? And I said, no, 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 no. Well, yeah, most of flea market news. They said, there you go. Flea market news. They ended up there. There is a, they, they, you know, they sent me a cease and desist. And it turns out there is plenty of flea market news. Uh, but this guy said, don't judge a battery by its cover. And he said, hardy, har, har. And I said, isn't the, uh, the only way? Because then you know it's ever ready. Or it's durst, you know, the cells are durable, you know. Or they're energized. And he, 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 said, uh, he said, sit down here. And I said, so Jim, you sell lantern batteries and old flashlights without LEDs. The ones that just, you know, that... He said, Get a I guess a flashlight is one of those things that's definitely intimate, intimate, intimate. And he said, In impotent, like your speech. And I said, wow, that burns, man, that burns, that cuts deep. Uh, but anyway, Jim, uh, yeah, I'm here with Jim. That's, that's the story, lantern batteries. 
And it's actually, I always wanted to launch an SD's rocket, which would be the opposite of what we were just talking about, and we needed a lantern battery for the launching of it. And we, I don't know why we could never acquire one. I don't know if it, the idea of launching the rocket stressed my dad out, or the idea of acquiring the lantern battery stressed my dad out. Or the cost, I don't know if lantern batteries at some point had a prohibitive cost. But we would just couldn't, I had this one, you know what Estes rocket is, Jim? And he said, I do. He goes, that's perfect for a lantern battery. He goes, I have some, uh... and he said, no, no, this is a childhood story. It doesn't have anything to do with anything. But yeah, so I never launched that rocket. It was the space shuttle. And he said, riveting. And I said, that's it, flea market news, uh, here with Jim. And he said, that didn't have any, and I said, it did, it had lantern batteries in it. Jim, lantern battery sales. Uh, but Jim had a look in his eye, I think because him and Pop know each other, that's the real reason. But he said, you know, you could use some lantern. Well, he goes, why don't you buy a couple of uh, flashlights with lantern batteries? And I said, well, they're heavy and they're inefficient and uh, heavy and I said do you need me to buy it and I said well let me go get some money from Pop he's selling the beers and the uh, he said, and actually he said we're almost out of beer and liquor and wine and I've been worried Jim you know about Pop and how you know I think I ruined his life to be honest I never told anybody this by accident because I just stopped at his store I uh, think to buy candy on a road trip, and you know, the, the, our lives were forever changed. Or mostly, Jim, Pop's uh, life was changed. Jim, my life was just, you know, ideally I'll go back to my life, which is not uh, neither here nor there anyway. But I guess I got a little adventure. And he said, "It sounds like you're a boarding adventure to me." And I said, "It's, it's possible. It's possible we're avoiding adventure." Uh, I said, we, you know, but it's possible I could be waiting till I get the emotional rigor to buy some LED, uh, you know, flashlights before me and Pop adventure anywhere. And he said, you got to, and I said, okay, I'll buy some, uh, and I went and got money from Pop. And then I came back, it wasn't enough, I said, here, Jim, there's this, like, four bucks, uh, give me two. And he said, these are four, you know, High quality. I said they were in the 1990s, maybe. They said even in the 90s. No, no offense, Jim, but you know, have you, are these things rechargeable? And he just hung his head. And then I said, uh, oh, another, you know, another spirit broken by just being myself. Oh boy. Uh, but Jim said, listen, I know you're avoiding adventure. And I see he said, he said, why? He said, I have this one lantern. They keep it in the trunk of my car. And I said, why? He goes, it, he goes, it talks in uh, Morse code. And I said, communicates in Morse code? He said, don't get snippy with me. And I said, only in your trunk it communicates with me. And he said, yeah, yeah. And I said, okay, I'll buy it. And we waited till dark. And that's you know, when Pop usually is like so exhausted from selling that he goes in the car and takes a little nap uh, with the windows down. So night had fallen and we went out to Jim's car 
and he cracked the truck. He said, you got to get in to see it work. And I said, you, are you kidding me, Jim? What do you think? Are you blame me for a fool? And I said, okay, I guess I'll get it. I said, I said, I don't know Morse code, though. And he said, it's dot, dot, you know, dot, dot, dash, dash. He goes, just tap on the thing, and I'll write it down. And I said, how did you know this goes on? And he said, he said, hey, it's a long story, but he goes, hey, he goes, this, he goes, sometimes I sleep in my trunk. He goes, I like it. It's very contained. He goes, you might like it. And I said, Jim, I could never sleep. I sleep in the middle. I said, I sleep in the cereal aisle of a grocery store. How, how could I ever sleep anywhere else? They said, sometimes I get cold. I just, you know, I cover myself in cereal boxes. It doesn't work with being cold. Today, but I still do it sometimes. I don't know why. I guess because some of the cereals I'm never going to eat, like kicks, the grape nuts, some of the other ones that hopefully they don't come after me. But yeah, yes, I me. Mean, I think the one that has it, it looks like it's like long sticks. I said, yeah, that one too. I said I'll put that one in my, over my legs. But I said the it's too box. They're too boxy, and they're boxes, so they don't really. He said, man, he goes, he goes, just get in the trunk. So I got in the trunk, he closed it in. And not that long after, this light started blinking. Dot, 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 dash, dot, 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 dash, dash. So I started tapping on Jim's thing. Tap, 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 tap. And then he I banged. I said, he said, it's repeating itself. It's repeating itself. But it didn't take long. So he, I got out, and he said, he said, what did it say? He goes, N-C-A-A-L-A-X. And I said, I said, is that a word? And he said, not that I can tell. And I said, did you double check? He said, I quadruple checked it. And I said, okay, I guess I'll take your word for it. Uh, and I said, NCAA, I said, LAX is at Los Angeles Airport. And I said, NCAA candy. And I said, the National Candy Association, Jim. So the National Candy, National Candy, something at LAX. I said, we, we, I said, Jim, you've given us a clue. He said, are you going to go get more money to pay for those two lanterns? They said, I don't know if we'll need them. I said, we've got a mission now. They said, national counterfeit, NC counterfeit, NCC, National Counterfeit Candy Association, Jim. And he said, I'm pretty sure it was NCAA, not NCCA. And they said, no, 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 National Counterfeit Candy Association. I said, Jim, where I, your, your lantern was right. I said, it's candy counterfeiters. This is because, you know, my conspiracy blog, candy conspiracies. And Jim was straight with me. He said, I think you should just go down to the Bula Pops basement and deal with it. And I said, no, no, we're not ready for that. we got to find Pop a steady source of income. And I said, this is the ultimate irony, Jim. We can stop the people that are digging into the, you know, barely affecting the bottom line of the giant candy, mega, you know, multinational candy corporations, uh, the candy counterfeiters, they just can't figure out why they're flying.
It's a lovely store, and then he said, I love what you've done with the place, and he was serious. And he said, what about the uh, cashier desk? What are you planning on doing with that? And they said, well, maybe. I said, in my dreams, that would be a fort. And he said, you know, I'd cover, I'd roof it. And he 
said it's exactly what I was thinking. He said, why don't you just play? He goes, why don't we blanket that out and have a meeting in there? He goes, because we need to talk. And he said, sounds great. So then we put a blanket over the counter. And then we crawled in. And we actually used one of my lanterns that I bought from Jim. And then he said, does NCCA mean anything to you? And I said, actually, it does. I said, it, I said, I said, it means the National Counterfeit Candy Association. And he said, yes. And then he did that thing where he clicks the suitcase, the briefcase click. And then he opened it up. And it was a stiff briefcase. It almost creaked. And he pulled out a picture of a man, you know, one of those ones, black and white, you know, the kind that the military-industrial complex takes of people. And he said, this man, man is Hans Hamel. He said, man, though, because I think he wanted to rhyme. And I said, Hans Hamel, eh? And he said, he's the leader of the national account. He's the biggest candy counterfeiter in the world. And I said, what is candy? I said, hey, okay, hold on. What is candy counterfeiting? He said, it sounds good. But I said, it would sound like you're making candy from inferior ingredients, you know, mass-producing inferior candy from inferior ingredients at the lowest possible price. And he said, he said, save it. He goes, save that for your conspiracy blogs. He goes, you're hilarious. And I go, no, no, so that's what confuses me. If they're not doing that, he goes, what, I go, what are they doing? And he goes, that's exactly, he goes, when candy, he goes, exactly our concern. He goes, when candy was made from superior expensive ingredients, he goes, yeah, there was a reason to counterfeit candy. But he goes, now, as you so aptly pointed out, he goes, you know, in economies of scale, mostly, he said, economies of scale. And he said, like, uh, vertical and horizontal monopolies. And he said, near monopolies, son. Economies of scale is out. And I said, okay, okay. He said, uh, there's no reason to counterfeit candy. And I said, and so that's where you're confused. He goes, exactly. He goes, I don't know what Hans Hamel's up to. But he goes, we've dragged him, you know, uh, to the West Coast. He goes, recently he was in Oakland, California. And I said, oh, that's where I used to live. I said, Bernie was just in Oakland uh, recently. He said, I wonder what he would think about all this. And he said, he, he, he goes, come on. He goes, you know, and I said, yeah. He said, let's go to deal with the task at hand. He goes, because I think this is a bit, he goes, I don't think this is a great thing, this candy counterfeiting. And I said, what could this Hans Hamel be up to? I said, I used to live in Oakland, but now, you know, I live at this candy shop. And then I said, we were eating pizza that he brought, so that was nice. And it was a nice sport. And then one of the, the lantern, of course, died because it had been like a... 15 minutes, the battery was drained. And I said, is this some sort of, I said, is this conspiracy? He goes, well, why? He goes, he goes, yeah, we could, we're expecting him to bring in something. And he goes, he goes, so we don't know if it's going to be Oakland and the ports or San Francisco. But he goes, whatever he's bringing in will be the key to why he's counterfeiting candy. And I said, mind control. And he said, no, 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 we got, he goes, we already have that. And I said, I, I said, you know what, I'm a pretty paranoid guy, uh, Travis. And I said, I think I know what he's going to do. He said, what? I, I said, he's probably, I said, one of two things. He's probably going to ruin your reputation or, you know, try to get money out of you and, and 
say, oh, I'm mad. And he said, you used your bright rights. They said, yeah, he might, like, find the taste blockers. Maybe they'll release superior tasting candy. Maybe he's counterfeited your candy with superior ingredients or with the actual ingredients without the taste blockers. And he said, that's enough of your comedy routine. I said, I said I'm no Stephen Wright, I know, but I said, uh, I'm serious. I think that's what he's up to, and I think I know where he's going to be. And he said, where? And I said, well, I won't tell you until you uh, guarantee a steady income for Poppy here. And we need some LED uh, flashlights. And he said, what do you mean? And he said, I have authorization to do whatever you want. He goes, well, how much? And I said, Pop probably needs about uh, three or four grand a month tax. And he goes, taxes will be paid. He goes, consider it done. And I said, well, could I get something? And he said, no, nope, there's a deal. He goes, that's our deal. And he said, where is uh, the candy coming in? And he said, well, the National Counterfeit Candy Association. They said, it's surprising. I said, this is like, a, it's as simple as uh, figuring out high school musical. You know, I said, well, I, I think it was high school. Which one was the one at the, uh, at the, uh, so, which one took place in the summer? And then Hans, or Travis looked at me. I said, you don't have any kids, do you? He said, no. And he said, well, it, I said, we, I said, let's get it. We need to get on the right. So when do you expect the, this to happen? He goes, any moment. He goes, we expect it to come in. Day. And I said, well, once I know that everything's coming in for Pops, I said, well, you, you don't have a date at all? And, and he said, no, he goes, it's 11 days. He goes, 11 days from now. And I said, once I know, I can tell you. He said, it's like, uh, I said, he goes, hey, promise I'll take care of Pops. We'll, we'll have a check here. And I said, could you hire him an assistant for when I can't be here? And he said, I'm, I think I'll renounce my uh, membership in the candy, you know, at the candy Bureau of Investigations after this adventure, if I can live at this store. And I said, you, you can. And Bob said, I heard that. I like this guy. He's very much more clean cut than you. And I said, great, you're hired, Travis. And I said, maybe, but... Uh, let me think about it. I said we got to get. I said we got 11 days till somebody's film. You know, we, we got to be. We got to get to LA. And I said, Pop, we'll be back. And so we drove to LA. Uh, so it took like 11 or 10 days. And the whole time we were like working on plan. And I said, so they're flying in. And I said, I still understand. I said, I still don't understand what, what we're going to do. And I said, I don't know either. And I said, well, we could do like a high school musical thing. And he said, well, what do you mean? And I said, trust me. I said, T-R-I-S, me, us, me. And he said, uh, how? And I said, don't worry. I got it. He said, if a boobery is my... I said, when he gets off the plane, they said, what do we need to know? And he said, uh, he said, we, we need to know where the where the shipment is. And I said, do you think he'll have it on him or something? And he said, I don't know. And I said, well, why? I said, well, what if you just get the information? I said, why don't you just have him arrested? And he said, well, because he goes, no, this is illegal. He goes, technically, you're still covered by, you're still covered by the Constitution. We can't even prove, especially if he has superior ingredients. And he said, but he's a counterfeiter. There's something else going on here, isn't there, Travis? Uh, and you're quick to renounce your. Uh, he goes, this runs too deep for you. He goes, 
I'm not telling you the whole story. And I said, maybe we need to get Hans for ourselves. Hans Hommel, candy counterfeiter. And get him out of the airport. I said, because they don't know. I said, at this point, did you already leak it out? I said, did you get the money wired to Pops account? He did. He said, I did, I did. And I said, do they know he's coming into LAX? He goes, I, he goes, I, don't, know. I don't know. I don't think so. And I said, okay, so they haven't checked the manifest. We are the only ones that know. I said, how does that happen? I thought you watched everything. And he said, well, he said, no, no, I'm a rogue agent, actually. He goes, uh, I'll be honest. He goes, I was trying to win you and Pop's trust. Because uh, he goes, I want to know what's underneath that thing. And he goes, that's why Hans Hommel's really coming. He's going to use all the candy and the chocolate under Pop's candy store, his market. They said, really? I said, I don't know about this, Travis. I don't trust you anymore. And he was like, no, no, you just don't want me to build it in the van. And I said, I guess you're right. I said, I guess, uh, I guess I'm overthinking things here. And I said, at the same time, I, I got to get answers. So I said, so you wait here. We'll pull up to the airport. And I said, I know you can't wait here. So I said, go to the call lot. They said, don't ditch us, you know, otherwise you won't be able to live in Pop's store. He said, don't worry. And then I went to the boarding, and then, uh, where the people come out, depart, what do you call it, rivals area. And I studied the uh, people from the particular flight, and I said, okay. And then I saw Hans, uh, Hans Hommel. And I, uh, I'd, I'd had him brought a wig with me, so I put it on, and I pretended I was Vanessa Hudgens, whose character name escapes me. But I was calling myself mad. And I said, boy, boy, it's me. And he, you know, his sister was like, you've seen this a million times. And I said, what? And I said, Troy, and I was, but I was watching out of the corner of my eye for his bag. And I said, I'm down, I was watching his eyes. And I said, Troy, Troy, it's only, it's only you. I can't believe you're here.